The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. and welcome to the newest show right here on the network the offensive line a network sports talk show uh this is a just a collection of a couple sports enjoying people sports minds uh just to talk about some of the most important aspects of sport uh my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and alongside me we have a large panel of people there's a lot of beef on zoom right now and there could be a point in time where we're adding some other people. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to look to uh, Mr. Derek Jaws. Derek, how are you? What's going on, boys and girls? <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Good to see you. Excited we are living the dream. We are. Excited to finally get to do a podcast show with you. It's uh, been a long yeah, time. Yeah, buddy. It's been a long time coming. Uh, on the other, we have uh, Andrew Lenz. Andrew, how are you? I was on mute. Sorry. I am doing wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you bud we already have it yeah. we, we record together all the time as it is so um yeah just another just just another day for us uh yeah. also joining us mr johnny townsend johnny how are you uh, thanks for having me i very much appreciate this uh i uh you know they i'm the basketball guy and i cannot do two things at once so please don't tell me to shut up and dribble incredible and uh our, our final panelist of the day uh he's also he's a co-host with uh with jaws on at least one of the shows maybe more uh, but i've recorded with him before he's a great dude everybody welcome to the offensive line austin austin how you doing bud good man good night. nice to see you again we uh this is our second podcast together you and I. it is it is man last time was a blast i filled in for jaws uh for hats tats and stats but um yeah it was a great time great time absolute pleasure to talk to you I'm, and i'm very excited to uh to be on a podcast with you as well this should be a fun one you know it, all of us here we we appreciate a little something different when it comes to sports uh we might like different sports at that uh but i think one sports to me is the great unifier amongst people it can be a good divider but it's a great unifier and i think it's for our network it's important to have just a a unified just sports show and we just like i said we'll, we'll pick several different things to talk about um i don't want to be the first to like introduce myself and plug my stuff so i'm going to pass that one over to jaws so jaws tell them uh your shows your interests what you do uh that's sports related so i am the uh the main host of hats tats and stats i'm the guy that's on every week and uh joined by austin amongst two other friends and an occasional guest host here or there, brothers friends siblings so on and so forth uh, i also am the host of tip of the cap podcast which is a uh, western new york's first and i believe only to this date uh prep baseball podcast i also uh have started a little third show of mine uh we're about 11 or 12 episodes in called common debauchery and that is just about the weird life and times of uh 2020 and 2021 uh, as far as sports go uh life lifelong athletes started with martial arts when i was three years old um 
and continued that regularly through 18, 19 years old until I went to college, played football, baseball, and I swam my senior year of high school. Uh, I am a large human being. I was good in the pool solely based in the fact of um, I had strong legs. So my turns and starts were fantastic. Everything else kind of sucked. And I was good enough to hang with those two things alone. Um, outside of that, uh, football player for from seventh grade through high school into one year of college. Baseball player from T-ball all the way through uh, actually present day. I've dabbled a little bit in lacrosse for about a day and a half before I got kicked off the team for almost murdering somebody, um, <laughs> which the problem with that was he was on my team. So oh, that well, wasn't very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll happen. I played about. I played about four days of rugby in college. Uh, actually got kicked off Buff State's rugby team for the same reason I got kicked off my high school lacrosse team after a day. Uh, apparently, I like hitting people, and people don't like getting hit. So that was uh, that was fun. Uh, I Perfect. also had a, have a, a a little bit of an amateur MMA career under my belt uh, with one and one record, and uh, I knocked somebody's face off their body once. So that was fun, too. <laughs> There's a, there's a you, common theme there. Yeah. Common you, fit, theme. you fit the offensive line. Absolutely. Perfectly. Listen, absolutely. I'm the definition of offensive. So or, sorry, <laughs> offensive, offensive. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So there's uh, there's an introduction to jazz Johnny Townsend. You're up next, bud. Uh, tell us, tell the world uh, your podcasts and your sports interests and anything else. All right. Now see if I can remember all these um, retro bliss. It is a old school video game podcast. And I guarantee you, I promise you, it is the only podcast that that's about video games that that I'm on. Uh, also, uh, Retro Pop, I do with my buddy Matt over here, uh, yeah. where we cover pop culture stuff. Uh, we just uh, have a good time talking about all the things pop culture. Uh, apparently, even the Weather Channel. It's a, it'll be a fun <laughs> one coming up soon. I can't wait! I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and of course, History Creeps is a podcast that i do with a couple other fellas a couple other friends and we talk about the strange weird odd things in history and as for sports i've always been a basketball especially nba guy i've loved it ever since i was a kid uh, you know uh growing up in north carolina i don't know if you can tell by my accent i thought you probably thought i was french or something i get that but uh, i always loved basketball i mean north carolina is a big basketball state to start with and then we got the Charlotte Hornets, and I grew up in the era of, you know, Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson and, and Dale Curry and Alonzo Mourning. So, like, that just sold me on basketball, and I've loved it ever since. To this day, I still watch it fairly religiously. Uh, and, you know, uh, so I love basketball, and I can't wait to talk about it and bring it up. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it. I think I got it all in. Not bad. Not too shabby. Austin, you're next, bud. Introduce yourself and, uh, and and all that fun stuff. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you for that uh, that wonderful introduction. Uh, I like to think that I'm the assistant to the regional manager uh, for Jaws, our Stats and Stats podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was a swimmer of all things when I was in high school and college. Uh, a Buffalo Bills fan, first and foremost, above anything else, which means I have multiple decades of just heartache and just gut-wrenching angst uh, and anguish all the time. Um, I have my master's degree in sports management, and I have uh, been the facility manager of multiple sports facilities across Western New York, which I do currently right now. You do? I still got to come check out that place. So it's a pretty pretty short intro. I'm yes, here for it, though. Yes, so I'm here for it. It's, uh, we're there. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, we were talking uh, a few weeks ago about uh, the innards of the mall. 
um, and, and how it's, it's been not used for quite a long time there. And so somebody put up a YouTube video from way back that's got like 10,000 views now. It's just somebody just walking through the middle huh. of the mall. And it's just straight out of like a horror movie. You're like, wow, this guy's going to die. Like at any <laughs> moment now, a zombie is going to come out of a store um, and just go to town. That's why I but, love uh, it. <laughs> that's why I love it, man. It's, but uh, it's cool though. Yeah, no, I definitely got to get in there and explore, but uh, very cool. I uh, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to work with you, Andrew. You're uh, you're stuffing things. Okay, I am the host of Let's Talk But No Politics. Okay, kind of a fun pop culture. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this with you and Johnny. What's Retro Bliss is or with Retro Pop? Did the lawsuit get settled between us, or uh, are we still battling? Not yeah, we're still we're still in court. Legal okay. Proceedings. Okay, so <laughs> you're going I, down. I, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the host of let's talk with no politics okay kind of like the uh the i'm the little brother to retro pop i guess you could say that uh more like redhead also, stepchild but that works too wow. don't, don't i knew judge i said johnny was, don't make judge jaws step, step in on this boys <laughs> <laughs> i knew johnny was the better half i knew johnny was the better half it's not that i'm the better half i just 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 don't care <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm also the co-host on the Two Point Conversation for NFL History episodes. I consider myself a amateur sports historian, as most people, when I say a name, they will say who, because I like to delve deep into sports and see the players that made the game, made the games what they are today, and how sports have evolved over time. So I'm a little bit more history, historical than more present day when it comes to sports. That's fair. That's going to come in handy with this show, too. Um, definitely got to come in handy. So I'm expecting some very unique answers from yourself. Uh, what are your, what are your uh, like sports interests? What are your sports interests for this show, bud? Uh, pretty much everything. Just more into NFL because I'm a father of three, so my timetable is busy. NFL is a little bit more easier to follow than NBA, NHL, or or you know baseball. Growing up, though, I was a huge fan of baseball. Played the little played little league. Uh, tried soccer, but I was told that I should never play soccer again, even at goalie, because I had a problem with grabbing the ball out of the air because oh. I did play basketball also as a child. So <laughs> I dabbled in pretty much every sport. I uh, did wrestling until I got a nice concussion. And Ooh, <laughs> so I tried everything except for hockey because it's expensive and I can't really ice skate, but yeah. I do enjoy the game of hockey. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, well, if you listen to our network, uh, I have like 10 shows on it. I, I'm not going to go through each and every one of them. I might. No, I won't. Uh, I have a lot. I, I, I do. I love, I love the art of podcasting quite a bit. And I love talking sports. And, uh, I, I think before like myself, like I came around, there wasn't a whole lot of sports shows on our network, but, uh, the, the show, the sports related shows that I do host are the two point conversation, which is football talk. It's five days a week, every single week. Andrew is a co-host on that uh, section six WrestleCast, which is the only high school wrestling podcast in, uh, in Western New York. Very proud of that one. Colts fans in Bill's land, a little spinoff of two point. It's just Colts talk. Um, you know what? I'm already halfway there. I might as well just plug everything retro pop with Johnny. It's bi-weekly pop culture, pop cult, bi-weekly pop culture talk. Very, very proud of the panel discussion, which is comic book stuff. Eat sleep list. 
And uh, there's probably one or two more lost in there somewhere in the abyss. But I'm, I'm pretty sure like I'm up to like eight or nine shows historically like ever that I've ever been on. It's way, way, way too much. But uh, my background, I I love football. Football is my pride and joy as far as being a fan. Uh, but as far as sports played, I've done a little bit of everything. I've done a little bit of boxing. I've done a little bit of baseball, football, basketball, street hockey. Uh, I'm an intense. I was once in a, te- a very intense bowler. Uh, wrestling, high school wrestling was my pride and joy. Uh, I made it to States my senior year. Very proud of that one. And uh, I spent five years doing professional wrestling. So if, if you count that as a sport, some people do, some people don't. But um, that is that is my background with with sports. And that's kind of my some of my areas of expertise. But uh, enough of the intros. All right. So this is the enough of the intros. We'll get right into uh, into the 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 bulk of this episode. We wanted to bring you guys in with something really, really unique. So, well, not unique, but something big, something fun, something that you would want to hear our opinions about. And we are coming off the heels of a Super Bowl 55 where a man by the name of Thomas Brady won his seventh uh, Super Bowl Lombardi trophy. All right. And there's all there's and of course, the goat conversation always comes up when you bring his name up. So I figured now's as good as time as any. Let's just talk goats. What does a what does does a goat mean to you? What is the definition of a goat? And um and 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 yeah, we're gonna go back and forth, and we're gonna go through some of our some of the like big sports, and just give off of our, our opinions as to who those people are. So, uh, Jazz, what is a what is the definition of a sports goat to you? So, to me, something that gets lost to me in translation when you talk about goats is, you know, winning championships. Do they help in the conversation? Absolutely. Are they necessary? Eh, probably. But at the same time, one dude is not responsible for winning right. an entire championship. So I mean, it's literally, it, to me, it, it transcends generations. It transcends, like, it, it, it's a longevity thing. I don't think somebody who only played five years can be a GOAT. No. Like, unless you had the five best years of anybody ever, went five for five on championships, set every record on the planet. So it, 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 it's a longevity of... Well above average play. Yeah. Yes, it, it's it's consistently great play for a long period of time. Okay, that when you like, because we 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 talk all the time about how, um, you know, oh, well, you know, Jerry Rice in today's day and age would 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 double his records. I, would he? I don't know, but you can say that because he was so damn good back then, and the style of play was so more so much more physical. You can make the argument that he'd be even better now. You could also make the argument of somebody uh, in today's day and age, if they're pushing toward that goat conversation, that imagine how much better they would be when you didn't have like, because athletes today are just better than they were say, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So when you, when you can cross that conversation, you know, the, the, the generational line, I think you start to, to venture into the goat conversation. Then to me, it's, it's that guy that's just, consistently good for a long period of time and you can talk about him amongst players from other eras about who's better and that's when you start to get to the goat conversation in my world which i I think is you know that's that's a great point um so i heard it once before described like maybe we should be talking about the goat conversation as g-o-t-e greatest of their era which i think is a i think is an interesting debate too um at that but i think it's just fun like there's a lot of people that just the thinking thinking of the greatest of all time is is such a they don't buy into it. They don't like that convo. I think it's a fantastic one that 
Like it's good, but you know, I, I, I've always liked pitting people who've never seen each other on, on the same football field or, or baseball field or hockey, whatever it may be. I always like the idea, the imagining kind of that crossover aspect of it. So I really like your explanation of that. Um, Johnny, what is uh, a sports goat? What is the definition of a sports goat mean to you, bud? Well, everything that Jaws just said, I would definitely agree with, but I would also add that not only do they define their sport, like when you say their name, you automatically know the sport that they're related to, but they transcend that sport uh, to the point where, uh, you know, um, you know, obviously I'll get to Michael Jordan whenever we bring up basketball. And th- literally, t- even today, he transcends basketball. Uh, everybody has heard of Michael Jordan, whether you give a crap about basketball or not. You know who Michael Jordan is. You know why he's famous, and you know that he was really, 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 really good. Right. Uh, and the only thing that I always – like, I love these kind of discussions, but the only thing I always hate is – People always be like, well, who's the GOAT? And they'll bring up two names for a sport. Like in basketball, it's, you know, right now it's Jordan and LeBron. That's just that's the two main ones that are always brought up. And it's almost as if, like, if you pick one, then the other one sucks. You know, it's right, like saying, yeah. and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Because obviously both of them are freaking good, you know? <laughs> uh, so I always hate that when people take that and just want to hate. Uh, but, yeah, the error thing is really, you know, because with all sports – the games evolve uh, right. and they change. I mean, new rules are added all the time. Uh, stuff like, so, I mean, in, I know in football and definitely in basketball, you know, I grew up in the 90s watching it. It definitely was a lot rougher then. They literally, you know, the Detroit Pistons literally had the Jordan rules where anytime Michael Jordan drove down the lane, they were literally going to knock him down on his butt. Uh, hardcore. They would throw punches. They were throwing punches and not get thrown out of the game. So, and that was happening. And that does not, uh, obviously does not happen now. No, so the, that's that's the other thing too, um, but it's just really fun to talk about who just the best of all time is. It just it just is, uh, but I would I would think one of the main things would definitely be that they not only define their sport but they definitely transcend it. Okay, I uh, no, I definitely agree with that. I like the the idea that the rules thing that the the mainstream, right? That's that's the big thing. What what's pulling? You know, the, we'll take. A, I mean, we're gonna talk about well. I'm trying to think, think of something, a sport that has really been brought. Uh, you know, we'll go swimming. We'll go the swimming route. All right. The the time that people most cared about swimming in the United States, it, it's, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to be fair. Like I'm not trying to like knock the sport of swimming, but the time that people were most invested was when a guy like Michael Phelps was winning yep. all those Olympic gold. He brought people like people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, swimming. Yeah, let's, <laughs> we, we got like, they, they loved it. They appreciated it more. Um, but Phelps did that. And I don't think the sport has been the same since, or maybe even prior. And that's not to take away from any accomplishments from previous swimming champions or competitors or anything, but that's just the way it is. So I love the, uh, I love the, the, what you mean by, by mainstream Austin, uh, you're up next, bud, your, uh, definition of goat for you. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to add to all that? Uh, you know what? I, I agree with what everybody else said. And uh, I would also think what you've left behind, what you contributed to your sport. Um, my argument for Peyton Manning being the greatest of all time, um, at least when it was close between him and Tom Brady with championships and things like that were similar. Um, you know, nobody got to the line and did what Peyton Manning did. Right. You know what I mean? The, the adjusting the defenses, the audibles, the, the left, the right. I mean, he gets to the line with, you know, 20 seconds still on the play clock and he didn't snap it until one second left because he was too busy moving chess pieces around 
um, to set up for one play, which might have been a run. At the end of the year. I mean, all the stuff that he did, um, that you, you change the game, that after you've left or during your tenure in your sport, that the game can no longer be played the same because of how you did. I think that also is a big contributing factor if you're going to be considered in the, the GOAT conversation. No, I as well as the championships and the personal stats. Oh yeah, that all that that all comes with it. But I, I, I mean, everybody's bringing up a great unique point. That's another fun one. That is another fun one. You started to see that that uh, I, I heard the phrase what quarterback. Oh, just dropped a bottle of water. Quarterback cadence, right? That was a phrase that I didn't hear until Peyton Manning. You know, just that general, the the, the sheriff. That's why they call him the sheriff. Uh, just that mm-hmm. command of the offensive line and organizing and stuff. And now. Uh, you know, it's important to be a very cerebral quarterback in the NFL. And, and I'm sure it's like that with a variety of other sports too. Uh, thinking 10 steps ahead of your opponents, uh, five, 10 steps ahead, it, it, it plays such a big advantage. So that's a, that's a tremendous, uh, it's, it's, you know, tremendous statement there. I, I really agree with that. Andrew. I think when you're looking at a goat, you can look at championships, uh, pretty much everybody else and everything. Uh, longevity, your dominance that you did. Once again, did you change the game? Did you make a coach say, oh my goodness, we can't do this? Did you enforce a rule change because of what was, you know, how you how your play was? And even if that rule change was put into place, did you adapt to it? And I think another thing is respect is do all the other players that no matter what, did they respect you and be like, Oh my goodness, we gotta, we gotta watch this person and we're going to watch them close, you know, like a Peyton Manning or mostly anybody else. And did you have the tools? Most, most guys you can say, you know, okay, he was really good. Uh, You could take Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had a lot of home runs. But did he excel in anything else? I mean, he was a pretty decent pitcher, but did he excel in anything else? Is he a five-tool player or anything like that? So I think that's a lot of things that you got to look at is, can you excel in every aspect of the game? And do you, did you dominate? And did you strike fear into your opponents where they were like, oh, my goodness, what are oh, they going to do I'm, against this person? Right, I'm going up against this individual. Uh, that, that's, that's another like, fantastic point, too. Uh, I myself, it's, there's so much that goes into it for me though. The rings do help. The rings do help, but it can never be the, it can never be the sole thing. It can never be the sole, uh, definition. Cause I mean, there's the championships are, it's like, again, I'm an NFL guy. I'm going to make NFL references. Uh, it's a team sport, you know, uh, it, it's definitely a team team sport, all that, you know, I most, I, I like what Josh said about the, the, uh, the consistent above average play over a series of time. I, I think that's a, uh, that's an important factor for, for myself and looking at, you know, some of the ghosts, excuse me, the goats that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and it's, it, you know, everybody, everybody has different reasoning. That's why I love this show so much. That's why I love this overall theme of being able to uh, just kind of go back and forth and talk about uh, some of them. Now, for you guys, is there anything else you want to add to this to this goats conversation? Like, um, uh, b- before we go on, because we're going to move on to some of the sports, and we're going to be picking team by, or excuse me, sport by sport in, in a little bit. Is there anything any of you guys want to add on before we move on to uh, to that aspect of the show? I uh, yeah. I got I something got for you here. here. Okay. So, so the 
um, the, the idea of respect um, to me that, that that's not necessarily respect. Like, Oh, I really respect that guy. He's a great dude. It's more, I have to respect that player. Um, you know, like I, I could, I think you could say like Michael Irvin wasn't necessarily a respectable dude when he played, but you had to respect the player cause he was that damn good. Right. You know, Deion Sanders was the same way. I mean, he was a cocky son of a bitch, but and listen, I'm going to, I'm going to lead the league in swearing on the show. I guarantee that. So if, we'll do like, stats. Buckle up. You'll be um, the go to swear yeah. on the show. The go to swearing, the go to swear, the go to the goat of cuss, <laughs> but uh, I like Deion Sanders cocky, cocky SOB, but you had to respect the man like that. That to me speaks to it too. Like, you know, you can be the greatest of all time and I may not respect you as a person. I may not respect you as a man outside the game, but I have to respect you on the field because you're just that damn good. Right. No, that, that, that's, I would, yeah. I, I would, I would also add to that. Do other great players look at you as the goat, you know, um, just like, I mean, Jaws was kind of headed that way with what he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm the basketball guy. So I always use basketball references. Please, please. Uh, Michael Jordan, when he was coming up, you know, before him, there was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and they both were on record recognizing the greatness of Michael Jordan as he was coming up saying, hey, we, we're making room for this guy. I mean, when they were on the dream team, they said this. Now, we're going to make room for this guy because it's obvious that he's the one, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's another aspect of it, too. Not only are you getting respect, but are your peers and those even generations after you still look to you as the GOAT? Yeah, uh, social media definitely helps with that aspect of it now. You can kind of roll through Twitter and, and, and see. Uh, you get a taste of what, what the other players are feeling. And, you know, oh, that guy's the GOAT. This this person is the GOAT, this and that. And But you have a better idea of kind of what the, 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 the player consensus is. Uh, that that's definitely a definitely a big thing. And yes, watching that, that Jordan documentary, the last dance and some of the other ones, uh, I, I can certainly agree with that, that uh, greatness rec- recognizes greatness. I think is the, the best way to put it, but uh, very good. Uh, anything else you other two want to add on to this? No, I think we said it all. Okay. I think we did too. I think we did too. Now let's go on to the fun part. Now let's go on to the fun part. We're going to go sport by sport. Uh, we picked Eight. Well, uh, we all kind of agreed upon eight. We might throw a ninth one in there. Uh, we'll see how this is going. But we're going to go uh, person by person, sport by sport, and we're going to discuss and see who we think is the GOAT at their respective positions, uh, the respective sport. So let's start off with uh, National Football League, professional football. Um, Andrew, let's start off with you for this one, bud. Who is the GOAT of professional football? LT. Lawrence Taylor? There's no or LaDainian Tomlinson. LaDainian Tomlinson, right? Taylor. The real LT. The real LT. Okay. LT is the guy won games at an outside linebacker position by himself. He changed the way that you have to set an offense up. You could no longer block the outside linebacker with your running back. He made Joe Gibbs change to uh, – he created a position essentially in the, in the H-back. By having another tight end, you, you you didn't run away from them. You had to run towards them because if you ran away and you left them open for, you know, free on the block, he was going to chase your guy down and get you from behind, get you behind the line. He was just that dominant. He won an MVP in 1986. 
he was an unselfish player. He would rather see the team win than him go out and absolutely destroy everybody. But he would rather see the team win, which is huge in my mind if you're talking about a GOAT because, like you said, it's a team aspect. He just just dominant. He played a game with one arm. Couldn't even lift one arm up. to, And he went out and he dominated every aspect of that game once again. He, he's Lawrence Taylor. I don't know what more you can say other than Lawrence Taylor is just he Bill Walsh respected this man so much that he is the only defensive player Joe Montana Jerry Rice everybody on the 49ers said this that he is the only defensive player that got a number designation when they were running game plans hmm. so every other giant would just be an X. Lawrence Taylor had 56 and he referred to him by name. You have to watch Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Everybody has to watch Lawrence Taylor because you don't know what he's going to do. He, he had great instincts. He never really followed a plan. But half the time with his instincts, he just came up with a sack or interception right, right. from there. Lawrence Taylor is my is my NFL goat. I love that. It's uh it's a very it's a, I think it's kind of a unique pick. That's a that's a good one, Andrew. Uh Let's see. Johnny, what do you got for us for a National Football League? All right, so when it comes to the NFL, Matt has uh, enjoyed this with me where I'll try to name NFL players because this is definitely not my area of expertise. So if you're a GOAT, then I've heard of you. That's how I'm going to look at this. Like, I definitely (laughs) know who you are. I know why you're the GOAT. I understand why you're the GOAT. And it's Definitely have to throw in recency biasness to this. Like I'm fully admitting that, but you know, Brady has to be mentioned here. I've no, I've heard the name Tom Brady for decades now (laughs) for decades and decades. So I know this dude's good. Yeah. Even if he's on teams that I don't care for, I know this guy's good Uh, and that you have to, you know, and that he knows what it takes to win. I mean, it's just very obvious. The championships kind of speak for themselves. So he's, he's covering that aspect of it. Um, when you say the name Tom Brady, you know it's football. You automatically know football. Uh, and he's kind of transcending his sport right now. Um, I would, you know, you can throw in a Manning here too as well. You know, Peyton Manning is another name that I most certainly know. I even know his brother Eli, and I'm just trying to brag now, throwing out names that I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, 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 to me, the reason that Andrews was very, interesting to me was he didn't pick a quarterback right because when you're talking nfl goats i think most people are going to bring up a quarterback the sexy position that's who you're going to think of yeah yeah that's the one that everybody talks about that's the position that gets you know all that gets they get the girl as they say (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, they always get the hot girl they get the cheerleader all those kind of things absolutely Um, so i found it very interesting that andrew went the way he went uh, but I'm going to go Tom Brady is the one that I – when I think go of NFL, I'm thinking Tom Brady, even though I will also admit re- uh, recency biasness for that. Okay. Very good, very good. Austin. Ooh, you know what? And, and I'm with you guys here. Uh, I think the answer that stares most of us in the face in this particular conversation is Tom Brady. Um, but I'm going to go a different way with it, and I'm going to say Jerry Rice. Mm. I'm going to say a guy who, who dominated his position. Um, that a lot of people across the NFL and in other sports not only say that he is the best receiver of all time, but he might be the best football player of all time. Um, To have nearly 200 receiving touchdowns in your career and to be leading almost every single 
receiving category you could possibly lead in the NFL is insane. And I know we talked about different eras and playing during different times, but um, to be that dominant in an era where a defensive back could rip the jersey off your body and it was legal, you could grab a guy's face mask and torque his whole helmet, totally fine, no issues there. Um, you want to talk about a guy that if he played today where if a defensive back sneezes on you, it's 15 yards, uh, he'd have been <laughs> wide open every single play. I, I, there's no way he would have been covered. Um, defense has had a plan for him. He's got the Super Bowl rings. He's got the wins. Now, I think the, the knock on him, and I don't mean to be counter-arguing myself, but uh, having Montana and, and Young throw to yeah. you guys is certainly a benefit to having two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, let alone one. Most people are lucky enough to have one Hall of Fame quarterback throw you the football. He had two. Um, but I think very simply, Jerry Rice is respected by everybody. Um, he wasn't the first overall pick. He didn't come out of a big school, but he just dominated the game into his late 30s, which for a receiver is makes him a real old man. Quarterbacks play to their 40 nowadays, but to be a receiver and be 38, 39 years old and be like, yeah, no, I just went for a buck 50 and two scores at 38. <laughs> oh, uh, no big deal. Cool. Right. <laughs> he was just on a, on a different level all time. Yeah. The fact that the, the, the difference between, so again, so you look at Brady and those, those individual achievements that passing yardage, you know, sure. By the time he's done, he might be three, four, 5,000 yards in front of somebody X amount of touchdowns in front of somebody. Um, Rice's, 40 some touchdowns in front of the number two guy, which right. I think, which I think is Randy. And I mean, the difference between one and two is so astronomically different. that that's what blows my mind. It's not like there's a grouping and he played one more year from 38 years old to 39 years old, just to eke out those, you know what I mean? He could have retired at 34 as the all time leader in like every category <laughs> all of a day. Right. Right. Get playing and just extended those stats. Like nobody we've ever seen. Okay. So for my money, I feel like it's got to be Jerry Rice. Rice. I love that. I love that explanation too, bud. Very good. Very good. Jaws, you're up, bud. So I sat here and I made a little list while we were getting ready and geared up here. And I, you can, like, I got Rice on that list and Moss on that list. Uh, Barry Sanders. If I, I would very easily put Barry Sanders near the top of this list if he played longer. Um, on pure athletic ability alone, you could put Bo Jackson in the conversation. But the top three to me boil down to Peyton Manning for the reasons spoken of, spoken on earlier. I mean, he, he revolutionized the position. Nobody did it the way he did. Like, anything close to what he did. And, I mean, you look at some of the teams he played on, like, he had no help defensively half the time. Uh, his, his best defenses, like, stopped the run and were sieves against the pass. And... <laughs> I mean, he, he went to, he went to Super Bowls. He set records. He, I, you know, he, then, then he goes and does it with a different team, which was solely based on defense and the wet noodle that he called an arm. But <laughs> I think even before him, I put Dan Marino. Oh, and you, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who, <laughs> who, who are the best players that Dan Marino played with? Who was Dan Marino's best receiver? I don't know. Andrew does. I know he does. <laughs> Probably the Barks brothers. Dan Marino only played with one Hall of Famer. So one like, Hall of the, Famer. I, I looked it up. Well, I looked it up because I was getting ready to do this, right? I was getting ready to spew about Dan Marino. And this kills me because I'm going to talk about a Dolphins quarterback and a Patriots quarterback. But like, so I'm looking up and the, the three best, like of the top 10 players of the Dolphins 
three of them crossed over with with Marino for no more than two to three seasons. And I'm pretty sure two of them were definitely defensive players. And I didn't catch the third one yet, but defensive players, Zach Taylor and uh, sorry, Jason Taylor and uh, was it Zach Thomas? Yeah. He barely played with them. Right. Crossed over by a year or two. Yeah. Everybody else was well before. And one dude was after like the dude played with no one. And if you watch him play, like this is the eye test and you're going to hear, you'll hear me talk about the eye test, especially as a coach. Um, like you, you talk about it, you watch this dude play. If you were to play in the modern era, it wouldn't be close. He was that damn good. Right. But, <laughs> and butts can be big. 1997 national champion, 2005 sports illustrated sportsman of the year, 2007 associated press male, male athlete of the year, 2007 Burt Bell award, 2010 sporting news, NFL athlete of the decade, unanimous NFL 100th anniversary, all time team, sporting news, 2010s, all decade team, unanimous 2010s, all decade team to NFL 2000s, all decade team, NFL comp- completion percentage leader in 2017, passing rating leader in 07 and 10 passing yards leader in 05, 07 and 17. Passing touchdowns leader in 02, 07, 10, and 15. Pro Bowl, 14 fucking times. Two-time second team All-Pro. Three-time first team All-Pro. Comeback player of the year in 2009. Offensive player of the year in 07 and 10. Most valuable player in 07, 10, and 17. Five-time Super Bowl MVP and seven-time Super Bowl champion. There's no argument there. There can't be. And I'm going to cap it with this because I fucking hate Tom Brady. (laughs) But, but. If there's one thing, if Tom Brady's the goat, Eli Manning is the chupacabra. <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm gonna mute myself now. All right, I I I I love that. I'm in. I'm actually in agreement with the Brady argument. I am. It pains me to say, it, but it, it's actually it doesn't pain me to say it. I love that the fact that I've gotten to sit and and grow up and watch somebody like Tom Brady play at a high level for as long. We will never ever see that again. At the quarterback position, um, and and somebody who's done it with so much, uh, so many awards. My thing is with uh, with Brady is this, you know. Austin mentioned the 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 counterpoint for for Jerry Rice, right? About how he's had great quarterbacks and, and Joe Montana and Steve Young, and and so on. Uh, I look at Brady's weapons historically, and the biggest one before I think probably before this year, the biggest one before was was Randy Moss that he got to actually appreciate and use for like two, three seasons. Other than that, the the Patriot way was just taking everybody's trash and turning it into treasure. And Brady elevated people who were not good on other teams. Chris Hogan of the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, case in point. There's one there. Danny Amendola, who's been a bum before and after the Patriots experience, uh, you know, elevated. It, it, there's your West Welkers, and there's so many other ones. And obviously, you can't forget about the likes of Gronk and, and this and that. But Brady has played, you know, 20 years, and we proved it. I think it was proved this year. Everyone's like, "Oh, Brady's just a system quarterback," and then they put him in a very, very different system, which is Tampa Bay. You know, Bucks. Bruce Arians loves that downfield, uh, just airing it out, air raid type of offense. Brady's been in a very, I think, conservative type offense for the most part. Dump passes to, to running backs here and there. They go turn it up five to 10 yards. Now Brady's throwing it downfield and he's making it like frequently, a lot more frequently than he was before. Did he get a few more interceptions? He absolutely did. But he also had about as many touchdown passes as he is 
in, in age. So uh, to, to me, I, I think Brady is the definitive, is definitive one. I, I don't disagree with the arguments for LT and Jerry Rice, and I'm sure other people would have arguments for others. But uh, in my opinion, it's, uh, I'm, I'm rolling with Brady for this one. Uh, the, the other side of that is, I mean, Tom Brady has had, you could break his career into thirds and all three of those thirds make the hall of fame. Absolutely. That's it's a, it's a terrifying oh, thing. And, <laughs> and his, his best statistical Super Bowl of all seven was at 43 years old. Yeah. He got better with age. Like it's not, it's not like Peyton who, you know, his last Super Bowl with the Broncos. I mean, it may as well have been Tim Tebow throwing the football. <laughs> like it, it was ugly. It didn't look good. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could have, I could have done that lefty and it would have looked pretty similar. Brady did it better at 43 than he did in his twenties. Yeah. That's a damn fact. That's a damn fact. But there is our list of NFL goats moving on to the next sport. Uh, Johnny, we're going to start off with you for this one. We're going to the NBA and professional basketball. What do you got for us, bud? All right, so when I think of the goats of basketball, there are probably about five to six names that I th- that I think of, uh, and they kind of do define different eras. Uh, you know, you got your Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. You know, the guy led the uh, has the most points ever scored in the NBA, and he played forever. This guy played forever, and it's synonymous with the with the hook shot that nobody could ever block, and that transcended basketball. Uh, you got Bill Russell, who was. So he played for the Celtics forever and had 11, 11. If you want to talk championships, this dude won 11 championships. Uh, so that's astounding in the 50s and 60s is when he played. And this guy was incredible. He was a winner. You want to say winner, this guy was a winner. Uh, then you get into the 80s, and this is when the NBA was dying. It was dying a slow, slow death. Nobody cared about it. And then that's when uh, uh, a couple guys named uh, you know Magic and, and Bird come around and save it, and they save the NBA. And uh, Jaws, I see your message, and uh, you're a giant jerk. <laughs> giant jerk over there. Uh, come, uh, don't get me started on NFL. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, you, you got your, uh, you know, um, the Magic's and your Birds who saved the NBA. They, I mean, they're so popular that they save it. They transcend the sport, and you know, and they could be more different from each other. And then you get Michael Jordan, uh, six rings, of course. And where he really went above the sport was he was famous everywhere. This guy could not go out anywhere in the world without being recognized. That's, that's pretty dang incredible. Anywhere he went in the world, people knew that that was Michael Jordan. I mean, that, if, if that's not transcending the sport, I do not know what does. Uh, you know, and then, I, of course, LeBron James, and that's the recent one. He just literally won uh, last season's championship, too. Uh, there, his team's really good this year. He's still playing. This guy is—he's he, around my age. I'm in my—I'm in my old thirties, as I like to say. I'm in the old thirties. <laughs> that's where he's at, and he has not slowed down. He's—he is in talks right now to be the MVP of the league. He is still playing crazy good. Uh, but for my money, I grew up, especially in the '90s, and that's when Jordan and I got to watch Jordan in his prime. And that guy was unstoppable. You could not stop him. He he did whatever he wanted, both on the offense where he would drop you drop thirty like it was nothing, and on the defense. This dude was also a stellar defensive player. I mean, he would he'd you know he'd make the all defensive team all the time, and he was very lucky 
that he had a Scotty Pippen who most certainly helped. Uh, but you know, this, this guy just transcended the the one season where he went off to try and I'm putting that in quotation marks, baseball, uh, you know, um, the bulls, that's the only player they really lost. And they, they were a shell of who they were. They still made it to the playoffs, but they were not contenders. Uh, and and then you put them back and then the very next season, guess what? They, they win again. Yeah. And that's, that's how good he is. And he is so good that, even a documentary about him that recently came out was like one of the most watched things <laughs> recently. <laughs> that thing did gangbusters for ESPN when they were showed it on there. That thing did really good numbers. Uh, that was appointment television in the time where we all like to binge things. Right. And they were not, and you had to watch it. You had to wait like another week to watch the next episode. Uh, so that's how good this guy is. Michael Jordan is, is the goat, but uh, I think LeBron's right there. I don't know. People don't like to say that uh, LeBron gets a lot of hate. But he's he's right there. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, it is very good. Uh, I you know what? I'll shadow it. I'll shadow that. I'm all I'm all on board of the Jordan train for this one. Uh, to me, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm not. You know, I'm definitely NBA is definitely not my forte at all. But I look at the way the NBA is played today. Super teams, right? People bouncing around city to city. Uh, Jordan went and stayed with Chicago for the bulk of his career. He did retire and come back. Um, and then what he went to what Washington at, to, to close out his career or something like that. Yes. Yeah. He, he went to Washington. I think he was like a, uh, he was uh he owned part of the team too. Yeah. And, and he played for them. <laughs> it was what, yeah, it was one of those type deals. So, uh, but I, I, he was the first, like, maybe, maybe it is because of, you know, my childhood and when I was brought up, but he was everything. All right. Watch him, you know, you watch Michael Jordan play. He's got the championships. Uh, one of the best up here on when it comes to game day uh, from a psychological perspective, he was on point all the time. Even the the, the famous, uh, they call it the flu game, but it's more like food poisoning game. He was on pizza yeah. the, the pizza gate. Yeah, he was on point yeah. for that game. Uh, he, space jam. I was just going to say space jam. All right. LeBron copied him. He couldn't go make his own movie. All right. He, he had to be space. LeBron had to be space champ too. Michael Jordan was space yeah. jam one. He was a trendsetter and I still watch that movie religiously to this day. So I'm all in on, on Jordan for, uh, for, for NBA goat. Uh, Jaws. Listen, it's easy to sit here and say, you know, you see it all over Facebook and all over social media. Is it, is it LeBron or is it Jordan? Is it LeBron or is it Jordan? And Jaws says it's neither. Oh, Jaws could say, I "Well, know you know going. what? Then, it, then it's got to be Kobe." Well, it's not. <gasps> you know who it is? The greatest big man that ever played the game has made appearances in movies, in commercials. He's on my TV twenty four goddamn seven. Oh, gosh darn, gosh dag gummit seven. He was a genie, damn it. Shaquille O'Freakin' Neal, give me the big man for the W. Okay. Dudes that are seven foot nine should not move that well. Couldn't hit a free throw to save his life, but he should like they should not be able to do what that man did at that big. And then he shoulder blocked the big show. <laughs> it's Shaquille O'Neal. I love that answer. I the more out of the box, the better. And I am all in on, on Shaq being the goat for this. I all in on that explanation. Yeah, I, I love Shaq as well, so I'm totally cool with this one. As Also, uh, and if you want to see a big guy who can move, early Shaq for the Orlando Magic 
dude was watch, a stud. The dude, you could wow. I dare you to get in the way of that as it's coming down the lane. I dare you? <laughs> I, have, I mean, listen, I I have I have issues and I like to get hit with shit, so I would do it. But I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. I am I want a an Orlando Magic Shaq jersey, like one of the two pinstripes, like either the black pinstripes or the blue pinstripes that me and Matt talked about on our uh, our little combo show yeah. for our jersey thing. I want one of those jerseys. Well, I want a Shaq Magic jersey. That's that's on the board. I respect it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fun one. Uh, let's go Austin here. You know what? I thought it was going to be some sort of hot take saying Shaq, and it's just it's not anymore. Jaws totally stole that whole damn thing. Uh, so I mean, realistically, um, I'm I'm going to go with Kareem. Really, again, I'm going the non-LeBron, non-Michael Jordan train. I'm going to go with Kareem. I mean, you want to talk about dominant big men. Um, and Shaq was great. Shaq was unbelievable. Transcended the game. And when you can make inanimate objects like backboards fear you, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it shattered so many of them. It's like ridiculous. I don't, it's, you know, it's just nuts. But, I mean, I'm going to go with Kareem. I mean, okay. as we talked about earlier, that the hook shot and the way that he revolutionized the game. And the, the fact that you say the hook shot and you, you were a synonymous with a, with a shot, right? Like, you, like the, the, the thing that you were known for was how you did it. Um, I mean, I don't know. How cool is that? That I mean, it's, nobody talks about Jordan's jumper. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, there's not a thing, like, named after him. It he had the arm stretch in Space Jam. He had the arm stretch in Space Jam. I know, I know. Like, there, there, it's the Where whole thing. the fadeaway? <laughs> right, well, well, right. The fade, there it is, right, the whole thing. Um, but I'm going to go with Kareem. As far as individual achievements and championships and transforming the game, uh, I mean, I'm stepping up to the point. I'm, I'm going to go with Kareem. He also he also fought Bruce Lee for crying out loud. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I right. Yeah. I mean, airplane. Yeah. Could we forget? About, are we forgetting airplane. about airplane? No. Roger. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Andrew, you're. Uh, oh, go ahead, Austin. Nope. Okay. No, no, that was it. He was every, He was in movies. The man was all over. He was. He was a thing. I'm here for it. If that's if that yeah, if that accounts for the goat conversation, I'm here for it, man. Uh, Andrew, you're up. Uh, your last one for the NBA. Were you allowed to have a tie? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm very conflicted between Kareem and Bill Russell. Uh, mm. The Celtics fan in me loves Bill Russell. Bill Russell was wanted so badly by Red Arback that he schemed his way up to the number two pick and promised the Rochester's Royals that they could have the ice capades if they did not pick pick Bill Russell. That's how much he schemed to get Bill Russell. The Celtics were a good team. They were not a great team until they got Bill Russell. Bill Russell in his basketball career has two NCAA championships, a gold medal, and 11 NBA championships. And one of those championships was as a player coach. So do that. The other one with Kareem is the guy won two championships or won championships with two different teams, but not just with two different teams. He did it with two, two different names. He did it with two different names. He was Lou Alcindor and then he went over to Kareem. He went with two different names. And like <laughs> you said, the skyhook. The skyhook is very synonymous. Larry Bird, probably one of the great defensive players, says there's no way you can shut it down. And the only reason why he developed that skyhook is because in college he was so dominant at dunking the ball the NCAA was like no you guys can't dunk anymore so he was like okay 
I'm going to take you down this way. So when I think of just absolute dominance in basketball, other than Shaq, I love Shaq. Shaq sits on my mantle. Uh, there's a plaque of Shaq sitting on my mantle right now. But Shaq did not have the shots. And Bill Russell was – Shaq just was a dunker. I love Shaq. I, he's like my second favorite basketball player of all time. But when I'm thinking of goats, it's Bill Russell and Kareem. Okay. I don't think anybody did it better. Yeah, but could, could they rap though? Could they rap? <laughs> can Shaq rap? Can Shaq rap? <laughs> I yes. still listen. No, I can't. I, I still listen to Shaq Diesel. Okay. I still Shaq Diesel. also had a video game. Yeah, Shaq Poo. That's true. They did, yeah, they remade Which it. Which then translated into one of the greatest beer pong rules I ever played and with. And when you look at Shaq <laughs> and Michael Jordan, are they not more... I don't want to sound like just the old person, but like it, it, the, the era technology was getting better. There was a commercial. They were out there. Uh, the way that the Celtics had to scout Bill Russell was they actually had to send for a newspaper to, to San Francisco university to scout this person. Right. So that's where I think you get into a little bit more of that area as well is are they just a product of being out there more than what it was back in the day? Okay. That's, that's another thing that I got to look at when it comes to Bill Russell and Kareem. I'm here. Well, for- I also think to go along with what you're saying, I mean, you're not wrong that they definitely had more coverage coming up. I mean, gosh, compared to today though, like, you know, LeBron was literally famous as a teenager. Yeah. So it, it's, it's also about, can you meet that hype as well? Because uh, especially in today's age, but even back then, if you didn't meet the hype, uh, you're getting destroyed in the papers. And the other <laughs> thing too is there is no yeah. knock on Michael Jordan with this, but these guys were like contending for championships right out of the gate. Like the minute they were drafted, they were like, "Bill Russell, we're winning championships. Kareem, we're gonna go get you. We're gonna go get you an aging Oscar Robertson, and you're just gonna win a championship then too." Where Jordan kind of. Jordan had to pay his dues. I will give Jordan paid his dues to the magic and the birds. But in my mind, like these guys were like straight out of the gate dominance. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, All right. Very, very good. Let us go on to let's go major league baseball. Let's go major league baseball. Austin, we'll start off with you for this one. Ooh, going to the baseball coach is probably a good move. Um, I'm going to go kind of probably an off the beaten path here. Um, I'm going to simply say uh, Mariano Rivera. Um, I know that that's a weird thing to say because he only pitches sometimes only in that last inning. But the stat that I love the most about Rivera is that more people have walked on the moon than have scored runs on Mariano Rivera in the playoffs over a 20-year career. I mean, you are the greatest closer of all time. You could make an argument for the greatest pitcher of all time. Um, The numbers and the statistics on him are absolutely incredible. Um, And the only unanimous major uh, Hall of Fame ballot in in Major League Baseball hitter, a sport that's been around for 130, 140 years, and you're the only unanimous guy ever. Rivera did it the right way. He did it with humility. He did it with the respect of every person in the entire league. Um, and he did it with just absolute dominance that, that those Yankee rosters 
made the playoffs year after year after year. And every year, Rivera was the staple, the guy that was the calming presence at the back end of that um, that pitching day that you're in a close game or any sort of game in the ninth inning. And Rivera came in. Every other team was like, damn it. They went to Rivera. We're screwed. Like, there's no, there's, there's no way we're winning now. They just put Rivera in the game. <laughs> and, and that, to me, makes you just not only a famer, but some guy gets up to the plate. I don't know. There's an opportunity. Maybe he strikes out. Maybe he, he grounds out. Maybe the pitcher gets him to roll over. There's the shift now. There's a ton of things that happen in baseball. Um, but when Rivera came in, both to the eye test and statistically, the game was over when they brought him into the game. They just did – you didn't take the lead when he was in, and that's just it. So I'm going with Mariano Rivera as my goat. All right. Very good. Very good. Was not expecting that one either. So again, the better, the more surprises I, I'm see some people just think it, you know, I'm probably going to list some, some bigger names as well. I like that people think outside the box for this debate. Cause there's a lot of people who just are uh, the usual suspects, usual suspects. I love Austin that you went for a name that not a whole lot of people would have went with too. I think I've been, I'm, I'm I've been looking path, at man. It's, yeah. it's easy to say those guys, the, hit, the hitters get all the credit. The more home runs you hit, you, you get all the credit. I'm going with a guy who I think has a more difficult job and then did it for over 20 years. We talk about longevity and championships and transcending a game. I think that's Rivera in a nutshell. All right. Excellent. Coach Jaws, you're up. So this one was tough for me. Um, I mean, it, it's hard not to say Babe Ruth. You know, he, I mean, talking about a guy who did some of the things that he did. I mean, um, you know, he he broke the record for most home runs in the season, which was 27 when he started. He hit 29. Then he hit 54 the next year, and nobody else hit 20. Um, he led or tied the AL in home runs 12 times. You know, 602 lifetime in in that like in his time frame. Nobody else came close to 300. Like his numbers were insane. However pitching was isn't what it was and, and this is where the generational conversation gets weird because you didn't have guys you didn't have mariano rivera pitching against him you didn't have guys that you know you didn't have randy johnson going 97 from the left side with the most disgusting slider you've ever seen coming from nine and a half feet over toward first base like that that just wasn't a thing back then pete rose has some numbers that nobody will ever come close to ted williams has numbers that people won't come close to you can, you know, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Ty Cobb, Ricky Henderson, steal record. Nobody, you, you could steal to, like something insane, like 20 bases a year for 20 years and still not even be in, like in the conversation with the man for stolen bases. But, and butts can be big. <laughs> we got to get that on a shirt. When you're, when you're, it's, it's going on the merch. It's going on the merch site. Um, when your nickname is the captain there's no argument with that. Like, they're, they're like that Derek Jeter. And I hate the Yankees. All right. Me and Austin have been friends since before Nam. And I, he is a diehard Yankee fan and I hate the Yankees. I hate them. Mostly because I hate Yankees fans whose names aren't Austin. <laughs> and I hate Austin when he's a Yankees fan, but Derek Jeter is without question the goat in baseball does he have the batting average no does he have the home runs no does he have really any record at all no 
does he have the rings? <laughs> Without question. But when you talk about a dude, you know, like like kids when kids play baseball, they all take that backhand, they plant the foot, they jump and throw and go, Jeter, the way people go, Kobe, when they're shooting a rolled up piece of garbage toward a garbage can. The dude, like, think through high, like, baseball highlights. Derek Jeter's on top, the 20 of all of the top 10. If there's 10 top highlights of baseball plays, Derek Jeter's all 20. Like, that to me, and he did it for how long? Like, how long? How many, how many fantastic plays? How many times that he was he the anchor of that, that defense? And he did it without hitting home runs, you know, in, in lineups that were just, like murderer's row of lineups. He was the dude that started it. Not by home runs, not by power, but by just being a nuisance at the plate, being tough to get out, being intelligent on the base pass. And, oh, probably being the best defensive player that's ever played the game. And, oh, he was such a leader and so revered, so respected. The Boston Red Sox, who were notorious for fighting, literally fighting, throwing hands with the Yankees during his time there, were part of the respect with no, like respect number two commercial, tipping their cap to the man when he retired. It, it, there's absolutely no one comes, comes close. It's to hell with your records, to hell with your numbers, to hell with your home runs, to hell with your people walking on the moon. Derek freaking Jeter. I like it. He's the one who did the gift baskets. People who hate you. Yeah. The gift baskets to all the women. women Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry sorry for the herp. The dude's got a better batting average with women than most people do in anything ever. You could go one for one shooting something into a garbage can and Derek Jeter's got a better average than you with women. (laughs) Ah, I'm Derek Jeter and you shot me. (laughs) <laughs> the other guy everybody i hope people got that reference the other guy is a fantastic movie um Derek jeter for, is a for, for, angel another <laughs> another fun fact about Derek jeter and this is very very true and you can actually look it up i'm not going to give specific specific statistics but if you have herpes in 2021 you probably got it from Derek jeter in some way shape or form he's got like a family tree thing going on he does. He is, he is responsible for some astronomical amount of the number of people who have herpes in, in modern in the modern era because he has had sex with so many women and given them herpes that they give it to someone else who gives it to someone else who gives it to someone who gave them to you. There it is. That's why they call us the offensive line. Uh, <laughs> there it I'm, is. I listen, I'm here for all I'm here for all the ridiculous things. <laughs> I perfect. No, please. Uh please do. Uh let's go, let's go, Andrew next. If you would ask me who's the GOAT that I've ever personally seen played, I would say Griffey. So I can't – I'm not going to say Griffey because he tailed off towards the end of his career. I'm going to go with the say, hey, kid, it, the five-tool man. Uh, you can take your Derek Jeters. You can take your Mariano Rivera's 04 playoffs. <coughs> Joke there one big time. Okay. Uh He's coming for you, Josh. He's, he's been headhunting for you today. <laughs> uh, I respect it. It's the say game, hey kid. Game respects game. It's, it's the say hey kid. It's got to be. I mean, the guy would like what I said, five tools. What do you need? You need to make the big play? Yeah. 
Jeter had six. Willie Mays is going to do it. Willie Mays is going to do it in the in center field, probably one of the most va- the most valued position in all of the outfield, center field. I used to yell at my one friend that was coaching, and he put this one kid that couldn't even catch a cold in center field, and I told him he was nuts. So, but the say hey kid, he's number one. What, what do you? I don't know what more you could say. Leo DeRoser right here. If somebody came up to me and hit 450 and stole 100 bases and performed a miracle in the field every day, I'd still look him in the eye and say Willie Mays was better. Mm. That is from one of the top all-time major league managers in Leo DeRoser. Okay. Just he played 24-time All-Star. 24 times. And he actually, and this is, this is the sad part of history. When we look at stuff, we can all say Babe Ruth, and I'm going to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Babe Ruth did not play with all of the top talent of his day. Okay? There was a little thing called the Negro Leagues with guys like Josh Gibson and Satchel Page and all those guys. He did not play with the very tippy-top talent of his day. So you cannot automatically go right to Babe Ruth. He's so cool. He's a shiny, he's a shiny toy. That's what he is. He's a mythical, magical creature in all of our minds. But if you're going to go he look at a baseball player. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things with the times too. Is Willie Mays is the best. 12-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, batting League champ. Uh, he hit four home runs in one game. He's on the San Francisco Wall of Fame. He's on the all-century team. He's on the all-century team. That's another big thing. Major League Baseball all-time team. Uh, his Hall of Fame votes were 94.7%. I don't know who wouldn't vote for Willie Mays. Yes, he only has one World Series ring, two-time MVP, NL Rookie of the Year. He's all over the place. What do you need? A stolen base? You need a home run? You just need something knocked in? Willie Mays is your damn guy, and that is why he is the Major League Baseball GOAT. Okay. Very good. Say it with your chest. Uh, Johnny, your turn. I want to say Babe Ruth just to make Andrew mad. Yeah, I'm going to do that right, uh, too. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, you know, there's so many names here. Baseball has such a great history, you know, uh, Good gosh, you know, America's pastime. Uh, you know, Randy Johnson's name hasn't been brought up. This guy was so good that birds literally feared him. Uh, that's because he could murder them with his pitches. Uh, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig is another name we haven't mentioned. Uh, this guy, uh, not only was he such a big deal that his retirement speech is famous, just his retirement speech is famous, but the disease that he sadly got was named after him. That's how big this guy was. I mean, that's think about that. That's huge. That is huge. But honestly, I and, and, and I know Andrew Andrew's one hundred percent right about Babe Ruth. But Babe Ruth did transcend baseball, whether you like it or not. He transcended it. Um, I mean, good gosh, The Sandlot is because of one of my favorite baseball movies. Uh, is because of, has a lot of Babe Ruth in it. He's the one who's mentioned. Uh, he was so famous that he was one of the first sports players that people cared about who he was dating. That's how famous Babe Ruth was. That made the papers who was Babe Ruth dating. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, but, however, I'm going to shock Andrew and agree with his pick. Uh, uh, everything, and I'm not going to repeat all that because he's right. Everything he said is true. Mays, 
I mean, wow. How good was that guy? How good was he? He was incredible. And that's in a sport that has a long history of some amazing players, uh, you know, uh, and, and that's even without steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With and without, which I we don't personally don't care steroids. about. I personally don't even care about it, but you know, because uh, steroids kind of save baseball and they don't want to admit it, but whatever. Mark McGuire was my hero growing up. <laughs> he was mine too, actually. He was mine too. Don't worry. Jose Canseco was mine. So <laughs> they hate each other. Thank you. My guy shot up your guy. Right. And my guy hates your guy. Yeah. Because he told on yours. <laughs> you're, you're a good um, damn. I was really dead set in the Babe Ruth argument, but Andrew kind of made me feel like an asshole. Um, I don't know. You're not wrong. I'm going to I'm going to admit Andrew is 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 not wrong with his with his argument, but for myself, I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna roll with Ruth for a multitude of reasons. Fantastic baseball player, uh, and I don't know. I feel like people just are born and they know who Babe Ruth is. I I feel like that's that's like a like rite of passage. Like as soon as you get birthed you just know who babe ruth is i've known about babe ruth all of my you know existence playing baseball growing up with it and he's still just compared to often to this day um his imagery is often used uh you know and i think he was one of the most important players during a very important time in baseball history which is which was it's you know it becoming what I think is, you know, was America's sport at that time. Nothing touched baseball during Babe Ruth's era as far as, you know, other sports. Yeah. Was there football? It, it was there, but it wasn't quite nearly as popular. Was there basketball? He, he, was had, a candy, days. he had a candy bar named after him. Yeah. <laughs> what did Red Grange? Uh, I, know. I know. I know. We did a show about this. I know. A but, lot of those dudes but, also fought in a war back in that era, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Billy Mays did. It was so Billy Mays here. Um no, oh, the other guy. Um <laughs> but no, to me, Babe Ruth is Billy Mays Hayes. <laughs> Babe Ruth is that is that guy to me because he was the first one to do it. Um to transcend everything. They just they made like a kid's baseball a movie that pertained to getting Babe Ruth's baseball bat back. It's like a Disney movie, like 10 or 15 so years ago. He's still popular, and kids these days still grow up. They they, they still know and, and, and kind of idolize. He had a curse, right? He cursed he cursed the Red Sox for for selling them for however much that they did. Uh, really, do we got to bring that up? Oh, it's... It, um, can, really can, can I point out the fact that um, 1993, when Sandlot came out, was a few more than 10 years ago. No, it wasn't that one. It was not Sandlot. It was not Sandlot. It was an animated film. There's, there's two movies about getting a signed Babe Ruth baseball back. <laughs> oh, you know, the boy had to get the bat back to Babe Ruth, and Whoopi Goldberg was the voice of the baseball. Oh. But in that movie, they acknowledged the Negro League, too, in that one. Hmm. Well, thank God. Someone had to. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with Ruth, and that is it for MLB. We're going to cut this this our, our content a lot short because we are running a little bit longer than uh, we originally intended. So we're going to this will be our last goat conversation, and we're going to be talking about the National Hockey League. Uh, let's see who can we have? Jaws, you want to kick off our NHL goat? Absolutely. So the easy answer here is Wayne Gretzky, and I'm going to tell you that if your answer is Wayne Gretzky, you're boring and you're wrong. 
Uh, Gretzky is absolutely the great one, but like there's, there's the great one. There's Mr. Hockey. Uh, was, would Gretzky have been as good if he didn't play a good chunk of his career with Mark Messier? I mean, there's so many, so many great hockey players. Uh, you know, Gordie Howe, he's got, he's got a, he's got a type of goal or a type of accomplishment named after him. Like, give me, give me a goal, a helper and a fight and give you a Gordie Howe hat trick. Like if there, that's a man after my heart, you know, you want to talk about a dude who had a, a rule made about him. Rob Ray had like four. Rob Ray sucked at hockey, but Rob Ray could throw hands. <laughs> and he's the reason you're, you're like, your shirt has to be like attached to your pants. He, like the dude's got a wardrobe thing named after him. Yarmir Yager. He's played since he was like 15 in the NHL to like, he's like 67. He's playing in Russia and he's the best player in the league. Uh, you know, you could, you could make the same argument again about Alex Ovechkin easily. One of the best that's ever played the game. Uh, I won't say Dominic Kashuk because he sucks. <laughs> I hate Dominic Kashuk. He was a great goalie, but he's a douche. My guy, my dude, Patrick fucking Wah. Mm. I love Patrick Wah revolutionized goaltending in an era that was just, just slam packed. Like, like me trying to carry 19 different bags of groceries in the house with, while wearing a backpack and two duffel bags slam packed with talented goaltending. Patrick Waugh stood above the rest. Martin Brodeur wanted to wanted Patrick Waugh's autograph after they fought at center ice. That's how damn good Patrick Waugh was. Andy Patrick Waugh was so damn good. So good. That he looked at his coach after a game said, fuck you, trade me. <laughs> and then went on to have a Hall of Fame career with another team that moved to Colorado. Yeah, was, he, he Patrick fucking I have listen if, if, if the people listening to this understand one thing I have very passionate opinions very specifically about Dominic Hasek and Yankees fans <laughs> Dominic Hasek sucks <laughs> Dominic Hasek was a very talented goalie from the Czech Republic who could not hold Patrick Law's jockstrap well shit That's, there it is Patrick Waugh. That. Uh, let's go. It's Austin. Let's see what you got. I mean, I feel bad saying this now because Jaws basically called me a basic white bitch for saying Wayne Gretzky. But I, I mean, how could you not? Like I grew up, I grew up with Wayne Gretzky too. Like, come on, man. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, if Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal in his entire NHL career, he'd still be the all-time points leader in NHL history. <laughs> if all he ever did was dish the puck to somebody else, he had more points than anybody else. He had more assists than anybody else had goals and assists over an entire career. Um, I mean, multiple Stanley Cup championships. He, he scored goals. He assists. I mean, over 130 points in a season, like double-digit times. It's I understand this one's boring and everybody says it, but I, the reason it's boring is because really the clear cut answer here, just Wayne Gretzky. Um, he is the staple that everything else is measured by in hockey. It's, you know, Alex Ovechkin. What is he going to pass Gretzky? Uh, you right. know what I mean? Like, will he be considered like that's the, the, when you're the bar that everything else is compared to in a sport, 
And as an Avalanche fan growing up, I, I loved Josh's take on that whole thing. I was a huge Patrick Waugh fan when I was younger. People were like, oh, Marty Brodeur. I'm like, no, screw you. Patrick Waugh, 100%. He fights people and he wins hockey games. That's how he rolls. But, I mean, the, the, the simple simple answer here is, is Wayne Gretzky did things in hockey that, I don't know, he, he danced around people. You score 60, 70 goals and then have 100 assists. I mean, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you score 50 goals and also have 100 assists. And not just do it once. Like, oh, he had one good flash in the pan season. Nope. Did it every year like it was clockwork. I mean, I think his entry, he had like 185 points in a season. I don't know. You're lucky if you get 90 in today's energy. You had 180-some points. I don't even know what to do with that information. If I had NHL 2021 and I put the skill level at rookie, I couldn't get a player to have 200 points if I tried. And Wayne Gretzky did it all the time. The man is just on a different level. He puts up video game numbers asleep. I don't know what to do with this information. But, I mean, it's, my take is definitely Wayne Gretzky. No question. That's excellent. No, I'm uh, I'm definitely all on board with that one. I think you made a perfect argument, uh, despite Jaws, you know, shaming you uh, that if you chose him, you're boring. Johnny, no, I, listen, I'm a basic, <laughs> I'm a basic, I'm a basic white chick. I don't know. It's I like my Starbucks and Wayne Gretzky. Apparently, this is where we are. I'll see. I'll see you at pumpkin spice season. I'll see you pumpkin spice season. Um, <laughs> Dude, don't fucking knock the pumpkin. Spice. I love I it. Love pumpkin spice. I, I love it. Start with that. It's so good. I hate nothing. I am shameless. I love pumpkin spice coffee. I'm just it's delicious. Uh, Johnny, your pick for NHL. I. Okay, this is a sport I will say that if I have heard of you, you're obviously good. So when you say Patrick Wah, I say Patrick what? I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. I'm it's spelled sorry. like Roy, but he's French. I apologize, but you're not on my radar. I apologize. Obviously, you're good. I heard all the stats. Uh, the dude's obviously good. Uh, but I guess I'll be boring, and I will actually I will say I'm not boring. Wayne Gretzky all the way. This guy was so good. He had his own Saturday morning cartoon with other goats. That's how good he was. He was with other goats. Uh, They're like, hey, we need the famous people in sports that kids will want to see on a Saturday morning. Who do they put? Let's get Wayne Gretzky. You know why? Because people know who he is. The guy's that good. He was a cartoon. Jaws. He was a cartoon. He was a cartoon. Okay. But listen, American League MVP, Justin Morneau, Where's number 33 because of Roy? a baseball player wears 33 because of Roy. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Does he, uh, was he ever a cartoon uh, when he is? Get back he, to he, me. he was in fact, the inspiration for the goalie duck of the mighty ducks cartoon. The cart. Okay. All right. I'll, if that's true, <laughs> if I just, that's I true, just made that up. Okay. I was going to give it to you, but you know, Wayne Gretzky all the way. I knew this guy purely because of a cartoon. Uh, So this guy is amazing. Uh, And if if I ever, uh, there was a game, a video game that came out, uh, you know, there's obviously been a lot of hockey games, but it was very much like a NFL blitz type of game, but it was hockey. And I always wanted to be Wayne Gretzky because that's the name I knew. And I knew the guy was good. Wayne Gretzky goat of hockey. And did I mention he was a cartoon? There it is. I did hear that. <laughs> Andrew, your turn. Okay. I watched the Ric Flair 30 for 30, and there's the, 
the guy Marty from ESPN. And I think when you talk about these two, you, you can you can compare them to two wrestlers. You have the Wayne Gretzky as your Hulk Hogan. Cool, shiny, everybody knows about him. But then all of a sudden you got this other guy in Pittsburgh. And he's he's different. He's big. And he's not his little tiny I Wayne Gretzky. This. I and that is this. this man, Super Mario Lemieux. He's named after a video game character, okay? He's Super Mario. Did Wayne Gretzky ever score five goals five different ways in one game? No, but guess who did? Mario Lemieux did. Did Wayne Gretzky ever beat cancer and then go back and play hockey? No, Mario Lemieux did. Did Mario, did Wayne Gretzky ever save a franchise from moving out of an area? No, he left Edmonton because they could afford him. Mario Lemieux said, I'll buy your damn team when I'm retired to make sure they don't leave Pittsburgh. Mario Lemieux is the GOAT. If he didn't get cancer, he would have probably at least met or exceeded Wayne Gretzky's records. Mario Lemieux is the greatest of all time. All right? You want power plays. You want anything. You want to be rough you want to be tumble you want to be destroyed mario lemieux will give it to you mario lemieux saved a franchise uh fun fun fact about mr lemieux because i was going to go on a rant about him after if nobody said him his 915 career games played are the most all-time by a player who averaged at least 0.75 goals a game yeah he's he didn't suck was he in a cartoon though (laughs) after super mario cancer Named after doesn't mean you were in, my friend. You beat cancer. How do you beat cancer and then you just go into a sport? That's amazing. I'm not knocking that. If any anybody who does that, that is incredible and very strong. That's like but was he a cartoon, Andrew? I am tired. I'm saying this right now. I am tired of Andrew sitting there and making me feel bad for the people I pick. <laughs> I'm not going to take it anymore. It's like, I love hey, those stories. Wait on me to pick somebody. And then Andrew's like, how can I pick this person apart and make Johnny feel like a freaking idiot for picking this person and I ain't going to take it no more. Was this... he a cartoon or wasn't he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> what? He did scored... he have a candy bar named after him, Andrew? I'm pretty no. sure he did. No, you but he, he had a hockey good. game named after him. Yeah. Lemieux you had, a, had a video game called Mario Lemieux Hockey. How Petty had Sega a Genesis. racing game named after him. That means nothing. <laughs> if you go to Pittsburgh and you even <laughs> mentioned one bad thing about Mario Lemieux, I don't think you're going back home. I I'm not saying anything know. bad. It's amazing. The guys, all, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. I have heard of him. So obviously I'm bad. saying bad stuff about okay. him in, in Buffalo, not in Pittsburgh. It's totally different. I'm safe where I'm living. It's I'm in North Carolina. We barely know what hockey is, Andrew. <laughs> You're not thinking, ooh, penguins. This guy made you think Pittsburgh Penguins. He was like, oh, wow, the Pittsburgh Penguins are legitimate. A Canadian team. hardcore band named themselves the Comeback Kids. They're the Comeback Kid in honor of Mario Lemieux. Now, Canadian hardcore is about equivalent to American country, so that's something else. But, uh, you know, just saying he, you know, he's got a band named after him. 13 shorthanded goals in 1988 to 1989. 13 shorthanded goals. But 13. the cartoons. There's no, no cartoons. I There's love no cartoons. Bars. We've done episodes on cartoons. But the Tyrannosaurus Rex had swarms. Who cares? This is sports. I'm in I'm in North Carolina. We barely know what hockey is, Andrew. So if I have heard of you, and I've heard of your guy, I, I feel like I'm knocking him, but I'm purely just doing it just 
so I can win. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's good. The guy's obviously good. He deserves to be in this conversation. A hundred percent. Oh, Mario Lemieux is the greatest. He and is amazing. Cool. He is amazing. He is incredible. But he just wasn't he wasn't he wasn't Wayne Gretzky was this guy. He was flashy. He could score a goal, but Mario Lemieux could I'm gonna oh I'm gonna go with Jaws here. Mario Lemieux could knock you on your ass and then go around you and score. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you tally me. <laughs> that is what Mario Lemieux could do. I don't see Wayne Gretzky getting down and dirty. They were like, Oh, we need to protect Wayne Gretzky. No. When I watched Wayne Gretzky lay out Jay McKee like a champ and he wasn't the crew collision game of the or hit of the day, I was pretty pissed because he destroyed Jay McKee and he would destroy anybody. Mario Lemieux is the GOAT. Cartoon or not, the GOAT. Hard disagree purely because you're so hard on this. Uh, <laughs> if you would just let it go, I would agree with you, but I can't and I won't. And I, I will never, I will oh. never let it go. Oh, we got a feud brewing. We got a feud brewing on the show already. I'm here for it. And it's honestly, I can start. honestly say I've never cared about this before. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to follow that. Like, I, I don't even want to talk anymore. I can't even follow that that intense debate. Like, I think, feel like we just call the show right there. Um, That's probably for the best. It, it might yeah. be for the best. I, real quick, I'm going to be like, yo. Because uh, of longevity and uh, probably some of the reasons that we, you know, I, I chose Tom Brady. Some of the reasons maybe uh, a little bit more related. The longevity of Gordy Howe. Uh, I know some of his records were, of course, broken in all that stuff. But he played what twenty? Jesus, he played a he played a long time. Let's just say that 25, 26 years, probably a little bit longer than that. Played in the NHL. He bounced back. He played. Uh, he went to some other league when they, nobody wanted to use him as a player anymore. He ended up coming back uh, to the NHL. So, um, <laughs> so I, I think a, just a tremendous career of, of above average consistency records. I mean, I know he doesn't have a cartoon. Hey, what, what um, are you, are you trying to say his longevity? A little bit. Not yeah. His longitude. Or his longativity. Longativity. What about his latitude? <laughs> Y'all are confusing me now. I don't like this. What's, I, what's I, the I, radius I, of this guy? Listen, Wayne Gretzky's latitude was better than anybody else's latitude you guys have ever seen. Thank you. <laughs> but did he beat cancer? His did latitude he cancer? Was, he was the Wayne Gretzky is the equator we, that we everything else is measured by. We've devolved into anarchy. This is did this is what I want. Did he save a city? Did he save a city and did he beat cancer? Did he buy the team? No, because which team could he buy? Because Wayne Gretzky got bounced around. Are, 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 are we literally going to knock Wayne Gretzky because I'm he didn't him. get a disease? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That disease sucks. I hate it. Nobody likes that disease. It's awful. It's awful. You didn't You didn't get cancer. The hell with you. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but did he save a city? Did Wayne Gretzky save a city and stay with the city? And then even when he retired... When the team was getting threatened to move, did he even say, "You know what? I love this city. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this team to make sure this city stays here." And then when even more Stanley Cups as an owner, no, Wayne Gretzky went to go coach the Arizona Coyotes and absolutely sucked as a head coach. I like that. Out of all the sports we mentioned, it's hockey that we're having the biggest. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best part of. Listen, my Uh, guy's name was Mr. Hockey. All right, he was Mr. <laughs> Hockey. All right, there's Mr. Clean, and then there's Mr. Hockey. All right, 
<laughs> Mr. Clean is the definition of clean. Gordy Howe, definition of hockey. All right. And that is it. That is the GOAT debate, everybody. I can't wait to do more episodes with you guys. I love you all. Um, this was so much fun. This will be a once-a-month podcast, everybody, for your enjoyment. Who knows? We might add more people to this cluster fudge. Um, who knows? You never know. But uh, this is our core, and uh, we'll be back with you in another month. We want to thank you uh, for tuning in. Austin, Andrew, Johnny, Derek, I thank you guys so much for being co-hosts uh, for this show, and I hope you guys all enjoyed this first episode. And and what we're going to try to do here as much as I do. I want to get in one thing real quick before we end this. Uh, Andrew, I will I will uh, say that your guys are really good. And uh, just out of friendship, I will agree with you. Um, <laughs> but it's out of friendship and love for you, my friend, that I will agree with you. And, I love so uh, and uh, I'll also say we're running out of time, so we can't discuss this anymore. But I really want to talk about serena williams and just how much of a goat she was we'll do a part two we'll definitely do a part two to this one there's no doubt about it i wanted to do eight i could have did probably more if we had more time but i gotta i'm i I gotta go to a birthday party in 40 minutes so uh we gotta chop shop so thank you gents thank you so much to our listeners we appreciate you make sure you go check out our network at bicbp-radio.com and uh go check out everybody's podcast support our network and uh we'll talk to you next month right here on the offensive line Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.